0: make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats and into the streets. And come along with me. If you only look, then you will see on WCN TV.
1: Just got the word. I'm live. Sorry about that little hiccup at the beginning. My name is Michael Heath and I am helping Rob Pugh, who is the publisher of Wisconsin Christian News, a wonderful Christian source of news and inspiration. It's been a print newspaper for about two decades, started by Rob as he began to press deeper into his uh, Christian faith over two decades ago. And that was a little bit before the internet, so he did it on dead trees on on newsprint, and he still does. Uh, he's a little bit sad right now because because of situations in his uh, family life, he was not able to publish a, a newspaper in January. We're going to be talking about that next week on Wisconsin Christian News Live. You're not going to want to miss that show. Rob's been very busy in ministry. Taking care of what's most important, which is his family, and we're all learning that in these darkening days of communism in the West. It's like it's like a a a dark storm cloud uh, came. We saw it over the horizon back at the beginning of 2020, and it's been coming toward us and toward us, and it's beginning darker and higher in the sky, and now that. Uh, storm cloud of communism being forced on us from above from not from the federal government but from uh, even above that from global oligarchs and rich uh, forces with the united nations the who the uh, world economic uh, forum klaus schwab that that cloud is now directly overhead and it's obscured the sun obscured the sun the sun that inspired Rob to start Wisconsin Christian News. Spencer, bring up Wisconsin uh, WCNTV.net uh, and show that for just a minute, folks. You need to check out WCNTV.net. There's a, a year's worth of archives on this show. You know, people are uh, people of faith are are waking up every single day now because the sun is so obscured by this thick, dark, a cloud of global communism, which is now over us. We're under it. It's not like it's coming to us, not like we can see it coming toward us anymore. And there's still sunshine uh above us and shining on us and illuminating our minds. No, that's not the case anymore. We we are under that cloud. We can't see the sun now. It's here. The the global communism is obscuring uh all that's good, true, and beautiful. The the government is most powerful at the national level, but it's even more powerful at the global level. And this concentration of power that we've allowed to uh, congeal at the top of the world pyramid, so to speak, is now intent on its great reset, its new normal. They're using uh, the virus. Anyway, I could keep going forever uh, down this road, but WCNTV.net, you want to check that out if you're, if you're red-pilled and you're wanting to learn and grow quickly can also check out the web page for website for Wisconsin Christian News throw that up Spencer and show that to the viewers by the way while you're watching this you can come into the show we it's for it's free we we encourage uh, you to be a member of our studio audience you just go to wcntv.net wcntv.net and click on that box there and you can come in and ask questions make points and 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 be a part of the show. So, would love to have you do that, and would love to have you share the link. And that's what's going to make the difference. You know, we're in a war. I'm very excited today. I'm very, very uh, blessed to uh, have as my guest uh, my son, my youngest son. I have three boys, and my youngest son's name is Jared. And I want to bring him in now. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about some. We're going to talk about this this war, this third world war that we are fully engaged in now. With Jared Heath, Jared, come come on in, say hi to the, to the folks. Really appreciate you on short notice uh, becoming my guest. It's it's, uh, it's wonderful to have you. Hello, sir. Hello, everybody. All right. Yeah. This is uh, Jared. How old are you now? You what? Thirty two. 33 32 and that, uh, that's nice. He, he's got a green screen there and, uh, I like the tripod there. That's in front of the green screen. Oh, yeah. That looks good, but Hey, it works, you know, alpha technology, alpha techno so, so alpha what's, what's, what's that all about? I mean, it's kind of a I've never heard of that word alpha.
2: Well, uh, me and my brother, uh, came up, came up with the six and we liked it because it starts and ends with the same letter so we thought that meant something maybe it does maybe it doesn't but it stands for all the all of the tech so our goal is to do a little bit of everything uh because well as you know right just to kind of roll into it i've had i think three two two clients in the past month get kicked off of their credit card processing um and so now i have to know how to do credit card processing and then we've had we just got another strike today on another client's YouTube channel for medical medical misinformation, and so his channel is going to get deleted. And then we've got another client who their uh, podcasts are getting deleted, so we have to do podcasting. And then we have I don't think I have a client who's gotten their website deleted quite yet, so we're working on that one.
1: So Jared, let's let's talk about that for a minute. This whole idea of censorship everybody it's on the tip of everybody's tongue they're concerned about it Uh, i believe that the effect of this is mostly to mute uh, people of goodwill online to, to 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 discourage them from sharing the truth from from even thinking the truth from even thinking about from even thinking thoughts that aren't approved by facebook or twitter i think that and i want you to comment on this i i mean we could get into the tech the technical side of it the censorship and you know what's could happen whatever but i think the whole reason for this is to cause people of goodwill who aren't very sophisticated to be afraid and then they they continue to shape their use of facebook especially in such a way that they won't share a link to this video. They won't uh, go on f- Facebook and be social in an honest way. They're being conditioned by this. And it's, and, and, and the, the social platforms Google, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, they're, they're doing this to instill fear and to keep people from talking to one another about what they're learning, about what they're thinking, especially if it runs against CNN or MSNBC or the Democratic Party's narrative. Am I off base on that? No, absolutely. And
2: like I could see the real effects of it. Uh, Just in one client we picked up last month, um, they were demonetized from YouTube. They were, you know, they lost lost $10,000 plus per month in revenue. You know, I mean, what does that do? Right. And then here we are two months later, three months later, and we've come up with some ways to get them back online, but they're, you know, they, they now talk about things like, well, you know what, I'm never going to do a show again. There you go. It's that simple. That's the money side. That's more of the raw side. But then with the, what you're talking about with the, the information war, right. Alex Jones nailed it. Information war is, uh, I mean, it, It may be worth thinking about, you know, what the screen does and is. It is virtual reality, so it's not a real war. It's an information war, and the purpose of it is what you're saying: it's it's to discourage people from doing anything. It's to discourage you, and then also it's to encourage you to do evil and to believe evil things, enter pornography, right? I mean, there's Mm -hmm. there's candidate number one Mm -hmm. for that and then for for that's for men right and Mm -hmm. then not to let women off the hook for women enter number one evil thing they want you to do is have fake relationships on facebook so that Mm -hmm. you don't have to have a relationship with your husband Mm -hmm. there you go you get all your little feel goodies and everything from facebook and the guy gets all of his sex goodies from the uh you know porn hub Mm -hmm. and there you go so now he's destroyed now the internet has They've encouraged you to do evil. And then the whole time, the media is telling you that you can't change anything, that you can't do anything, that you can't work together. And then they also, on Facebook, they isolate you and the algorithms are pitting you against one another, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jamie, he's he's here. He's a guy here. He brought that to my attention. He's like, you know, they not only do all what I'm talking about in a, in a basic sense, then there's really smart algorithms that are now picking what you see on facebook and that shapes your reality because all that's that's half that's a large percentage
1: of your reality so it's dangerous so uh you can as i said at the beginning the uh, beginning of the show if you're watching us on one of the platforms that we're streaming live on right now you can come into the show become part of the studio audience it's free you just go to wcntv.net i see that we've got someone in the uh, studio audience. And I'm going to pause right here and you don't have to feel like you have to ask a question or make a point, but I want to encourage you uh, to do that. Uh, so um, Donna, you're, you're in here. I don't want to put you on the spot. I'm going to pause if you want to ask a question or make a point. Um, you'll just need to unmute. And Jared, how does, she, how does she unmute if she wants to?
2: Yeah. In the bottom center screen, you should see a white bar at the bottom and then you can click on the little microphone. It should be a red microphone right in the bottom middle of your screen.
1: No pressure, Donna, but if you want to, anytime during the show, you can unmute. I don't
3: have any questions.
1: Oh, there you go. You you know how to unmute. That's great. Donna, welcome. Let your friends uh, know about the show. Share it. Really glad you took time to be on. God bless you. God bless you. Um, So, Jared, I'm actually... Yep. I'm actually... I'm actually encouraged uh, by by all of this because I've been using the Internet since it was invented uh, to connect with people, but mostly to communicate professionally with people. That's why I never really got drawn into Facebook because it never made much sense to me that these people would be my friends. I always felt like Facebook was a lie at the at the level, at the foundational level, because it created this impression that you can have a thousand, I guess they limit you to 5,000 friends. You know, nobody has, I, I, I talked to one preacher one time a while back. He said, you, the most, you're going to have about six friends in your lifetime. The the average person is going to have about six friends. It takes, it takes a lot of different uh, layers and factors and time and whatnot in order for a friend to develop. I mean, what is, what, Facebook is basically an advertising platform, and it never made much uh, sense to me. But what's what I'm hopeful about is that, um, and speak to this issue, Jared. There's a there's a more fundamental internet that has existed since the beginning, since before Facebook, and and that level of internet, I think of Reddit as one forum where where that kind of uh, conversation and that sort of socializing, if you will, takes place and and that internet leans conservative, especially with respect to privacy and with respect to understanding the essence of what Facebook is and Google is and Twitter is, which are basically platforms designed to to uh, manipulate you into giving you all your data and and then they monitor they sell it, and then they try to sell you products, but you're the product on these things. But there's a level of the internet that's been developing since before Facebook, since before Twitter, that is more potent, more powerful today than it's ever been, right? And it's it's doing great stuff. Speak speak to the whole GameStop issue. That's that's kind of a perfect illustration of what I'm what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah. So the internet started i mean in in the social sense of the internet as forums and chat rooms right that's it usenet was one of the protocols one of the first things that was internety usenet and it's still around now actually for illegally downloading movies and stuff but that's how people communicated and that's still the essence uh, and we've talked about this before that's still the essence of the internet it's just words it's still language you know it's still Computers run on language and it's still just words. And that's one of the best ways to communicate with it is words online. Mm-hmm. And so this aspect of the internet is are, is the lower level. It's more the, the core, the, the people who view it in a realistic way. And these people are very privacy focused. Uh, I wouldn't say they're almost in our anarchist in a sense, but they're very much for privacy. Some of these groups are like the Free Software Foundation. Um, anybody who's very open source heavy and how in their thinking is this way and open source being, look, this software is developed by a community of people and it's free to use. It's not, everybody can see the code. Anybody can use it type of idea. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a lower level of the internet. And these, these guys are the ones that run all the servers. I mean, these guys are the ones that create the tools that make the internet work are these people they still communicate with email lists you know that's how they talk that's how they do yeah.
1: it they do email lists and then chat, old school irc chat rooms you know so jared we have so much reason now so much evidence to have hope for you know you can com- you combine that with the recent result in the election and you get uh 70 to 80 million americans voting for trump after four years of him of him Being going through hell on earth at the hands of the media and the Democratic Party, and even his own party, a majority of his own party that was always sticking knives into his back. He accomplished many, many good things as president over four years. And against those headwinds, he achieved that result. Uh, Given the evidence of cheating, he probably won. He probably won that. I think he did win that election. So we're not without. Hope we are in fact full of hope. I, you know, you, you're in your early 30s. Um, you are building a business. Uh, you're not afraid, right? You do, but speak to this issue, Jared. You're a marine. You're eight years in the marines. Um, so you've had to think thoughts that some other people haven't had to think about dying or killing. Um, and that gives you an advantage, doesn't it? People, people listening here, if you're Christians, you know, death is just a doorway. We walk through a doorway to, to the rest of our life into eternity. Mm -hmm. Speak to the issue of being afraid of death, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the, there's a quote by an Orthodox
2: Christian church father. um, What is it? St. John Climacus. And he talks about, uh, Medi- he who he who perfectly meditates on death will never sin. Hmm. Um point being the judgment is coming for you. You know, hmm. there is hmm. justice and there is judgment judgment is,
1: ju- judgment is coming for you if you don't share this link on face on on, on Facebook with all of your friends and family. Go ahead. <laughs> right. And so judgment uh
2: God is just and therefore uh he must maintain his standard. And the standard death is a is one of the tests it's actually i was thinking about it the other day death is really a a benefit you know death and time both came out of the fall of man sin sin nature Mm -hmm. are are linked with sin nature we wouldn't have known what time was and we wouldn't have known what death was it -hmm. wouldn't have existed and so therefore because we sin we now are given the gift of death which is even until the last second before you die, you have an opportunity to repent. Mm. And that's death is like, it's that thing that everybody has tool available to them to sharpen their sword, so to speak. And so when you contemplate death and you think about death, it can help you to be a better person because you're thinking about judgment and what's coming. And fear, you should fear God. You fear what, I mean, he's, he's not messing around. You know, he's not, he's not, this isn't, this is a game with an, with an eternal consequence. Um, heaven so, or hell, heaven or hell. No, there's an eternal and, consequence. And, so.
1: and, you know, Jared, what do you think about this? I think that what they've, what the oligarchs, the communists have, have the ideologues, the Western ideologues who are running this war against humanity, have done and done successfully is they've separated uh the idea of death from reality from nature we as humans are given uh well, like you said there an opportunity to think about our own death in such a way that it, we transform it into something that we don't have to be afraid of we have i don't animals probably don't even i mean <laughs> we we have no evidence that animals think about death right think about their own death that's what sets us apart from the animals we reason and we have language but we have it so that we can face fears like the fear of death and we can uh transform it into some into a good into a good into something that we don't have to be afraid of and i think what the communist oligarchs have done is make it they've connected death our own death with fear fear Mm -hmm. we're afraid so then we have to fix our health we have to wear the mask we have to social distance Mm -hmm. we have to lock ourselves down we have to why because we're afraid of dying which is a lie right it's a lie it's definitely not christianity it's not even natural
3: right
2: well right it's not natural according to how we were created right death is not a natural well death is not a natural phenomenon in the sense of perfect humanity, you know, how God created Mm us. Mm -hmm. So, but um, yeah, I got nothing. I lost it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That happens when you're, when you, when you're doing something new, you're doing really excellently though. Folks, thanks for tuning in. My name is Mike Heath and I'm father to this uh, handsome young bachelor and uh, his name's Jared Heath and he spent eight years in the Marine Corps and I I can never do a show or or talk about Jared without uh, telling my story about him in uh, Damascus, Syria. And I want you to comment on that. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to go to a break, but we got about seven or eight minutes here. I want to talk about his experience in Syria. He was working for Obama, former president, as an embassy guard in Damascus, Syria. You were, Jared. And the uh, Assad government had stirred up a mob and the mob jumped the fence got on the roof of the embassy stole the American flag and you were locked and loaded, uh, with your small detachment of Marines and you guys had no sense of what their intentions were. You thought perhaps that they were going to storm the embassy, come through the doors and, uh, kidnap or capture the ambassador who was in the building with you. And so you were locked and loaded and prepared to go play capture the flag on the streets of Damascus, Syria. And, uh, Tell us what happened then.
2: Yeah, we, so we had, I mean, the the situation was building up throughout over the months when I first got there in the spring. It was during, I think the Arab Spring, they called it, you know, in that 2010, 2011 time period. And uh, we had responded to a bunch of uh, protests at that point, but they were small, you know, like 10 people out front with signs, things like that. And the alarm goes off, and you go in and you lock the building down, and you get ready, regardless it doesn't matter if there's one person or fifty or a thousand and so this was another the alarm goes off, and then we run in and we get geared up. We lock the building down, and then they they climb over the fences and they started climbing over, and they started smashing in the bulletproof windows out front with you know two by fours and things, and they also like throwing their shoes at you, so they were throwing shoes all over the place and um So we, yeah, we were in there and then we were going to, me and my buddy Marshall, I still talk to him quite a bit um, on the phone and he, we looked at each other, like me and him were down in the basement. We had our M16, M16s and we were geared up and we kind of looked at each other and we're like, you know, let's go, let's do this. And then my boss was like, wait, you know, wait. And we were going to go outside because they were on the roof at that point. And so just for some context, in an embassy there's there's a place it's called post one and post one is where all the cameras are it's a marine who runs post one um with some department of state employees uh who kind of manage the uh, security aspect from the department of state side and then there's the marine side um it's kind of two separate but work together groups um they also have a lot cooler guns than we have <laughs> and uh, they had like mp5s and stuff and we're like come on man <laughs> and uh so there, he's got cameras all over the place so he's looking and he's like radioing you know they're on the roof and so we all go up we run up three stories it was a three-story building kind of stairs right in the middle of the building all the way up and uh we're at the door to the roof where the bad guys are you know and and there were three of us there and then one of the rso's with his cool mp5 and we were about to go out like It was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. You know, everybody's all kind of pumped up, ready to go. I mean, and just for another, you know, as a Marine and as an infantry Marine, you get trained. I mean, you get trained to kill people. That's your job. Your job is to kill people. So imagine if you're, you know, a carpenter and then you get trained to be a master carpenter, but then you have to be a garbage man most of the time. But they call you a carpenter. They tell you you're a carpenter, but you just have to be a garbage man. You know, you're doing a garbage man. Yeah, no, you're a carpenter. But it's like, why am I emptying trash? Why is all that I do empty trash? And that's basically being a Marine, right? I mean, at this point, you're you're like, I'm trained to do all of this stuff, and I've never done it. Mm. And so you're kind of excited. You're like, do I have the balls to do this? Mm. Um, and so anyway, so we're there, ready to go, loaded up. And then the uh, ambassador said, nope, stand down. And so we stopped. We didn't go out. They took the flag. They ended up returning it a little bit later. Um, and then we held up in the embassy for maybe like a week, just sitting in there, you know, eating little plastic food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of just waiting for them to burn the building down around <laughs> us. Mm-hmm. Um, but even later that day, so maybe a couple of hours later, So we launched gas at them. So you'll see the CS gas go out and everything. And we launched gas outside and everything quieted down. And then that night there were riots all around, you know, so we went up on the roof at night after we were pretty certain that they were all gone. And we were just kind of watching the riots happen down in Umayyad square, whatever it's called, just two or three blocks down. And they had the big water cannons and everything. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and I'm I'm glad that the, the ambassador told us to stand down in the sense of it would have been an international incident. Mm. We we probably would have ended up in Syrian prison, and mm. it would not have been great. And they probably would have burned the building down. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was – I got to do the commercial, I
1: guess. Yeah, uh, a little bit of it, huh? Thank you for your service. And the, there's so many great American patriots like Jared who we need to uh, – Thank God for. And this is a group of Americans that are extremely frustrated right now because they're aware of what I said at the top of the show, which is that we are now under a uh, darkening and very uh, uh, threatening cloud of global communism. It's not like it's coming. It's here. It's uh, with the installment uh, of Joe Biden in the White House and Kamala Harris likely to become the new president. Uh, Anytime we uh, are in a very desperate way as a constitutional republic, because it's obvious that the elements of our constitutional republic are uh, the important ones are being erased as we speak with executive orders and uh, more lockdowns and fences being installed around our capital and the people being kept being um, strategically forced away from their government. And the reason for that is so that the power can concentrate even more in fewer hands. And this is a, this is a, this is the most dangerous moment for the United States of America in its entire history. Right now, this is the most dangerous moment. If the people, Jared, don't uh, choose to fight and push this back and cause this communist revolt to be put down then we're uh you know we're headed for slavery and uh so thank you for your service it's the bottom of the hour we're going to run in uh, a couple a uh, couple minutes of commercials here be sure to support those who support rob Pugh's wisconsin christian news when we come back we've got a couple folks in the studio audience if you're watching the live stream on rumble or wherever we're uh Uh, YouTube, wherever we're streaming this, you can come on in and become a member of the studio audience by going to WCNTV.net. We'd love to have you. If you have a question or want to make a comment, be thinking about it over the break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Sergeant, U.S. Marine Corps Sergeant Jared Heath. Don't go away. At the McClario Firm, it all starts with family. We're here to serve you and your family, online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario Firm, your law firm for life.
2: Start. Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out of control demand for sex trafficking. 45% of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence. www.lynfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public
0: schools. www.lynfrederick.com.
1: Hey, welcome, Wisconsin Christian News Television. Remember to support those wonderful uh, folks. We lost your audio.
2: There you go. No, something got unplugged or something.
1: Testing, testing. There you go. There you go. Testing. Is it working now? Yeah, it's good. All right. Sorry about that. Problem with the audio. Uh, So we're back from the break. I was saying that uh, remember to support those folks who we ran commercials for over the last couple of minutes. They support. They make it possible for us to produce this live stream. And... Uh, Be sure to share this live stream with people who you think might appreciate the inspiration and the content. I was recently, I'm actually coming to you from the great state of Maine, and the other day, this weekend, I was in Lincoln, Maine, and in Lincoln, Maine, which is way north uh, near Canada, I uh, was mindful of the fact that there's a spot on the lake called Bible Point, And it's named Bible Point because uh, that is a place where Theodore Roosevelt in the late 19th century would go to read his Bible. And so it's been preserved for the public and you can go there. I've never been there yet, but I look forward to going there someday because Theodore Roosevelt was America's last chief. He was a supremely patriotic American, uh, very manly and really, really um, insightful about the human person and about character i 'm going to play just a two and a half minute uh, video here which is which is wonderful. I actually play this every morning to myself uh, because it 's so inspiring and Spencer, go ahead and play that.
0: The poorest way to face life is to face it with a sneer. There are many men who feel a kind of twisted pride in cynicism. There are many who confine themselves to criticism of the way others do what they themselves dare not even attempt. There is no more unhealthy being. No man less worthy of respect than he who either really holds or feigns to hold an attitude of sneering disbelief toward all that is great and lofty, whether in achievement or in that noble effort which, even if it fails, comes to second achievement. It is not the critic who counts, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who, at the best, knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who, at the worst, If he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat.
1: Woo! Isn't that powerful, huh? Isn't that powerful? Um, those cold and timid souls. That's what I think of when I think about the individuals who have allowed themselves to be spun up into these uh, Antifa and BLM mobs that destroy, burn, and attack other people's property. In fact, the property of all of us in many cases, police stations, uh, Democratic Party headquarters, statues, uh, public buildings, that are the property of the common man. They're the property of the citizen of the United States. They're the these are the these are the uh, distillation, especially the statues, the distillation of our traditions and our history. And these cold and timid souls, without any sort of remorse or thought uh, or respect for our for human reason, uh, destroy these things. And we have Jared. We have. You made an interesting comment to me. I'd like you to like you to uh, develop it. On January 6th, you, your mother and I were in Washington, D.C. for the, quote, insurrection. And you uh, proceeded to the Capitol building and you walked up the steps and you went to the front door of the Capitol. You did not go in, but you commented to me and said that uh, in comparison to your service in Iraq, two tours in Iraq as a United States Marine, uh, service in Finland service in uh, Syria and service in Cuba as a soldier you said that moment for you when you were standing there as a confirmed domestic terrorist to quote Nancy Pelosi you knew that you were doing the most patriotic thing that you had ever done in your life now there's got to be people watching this show who are, who are thinking, what how can that be I mean you were you were part of a effort to take over the government of the united states talk a little bit about i think that's connected i think your sentiment there is connected to what to what roosevelt's talking about in this um, man in the arena quote you were in the arena the capitol building on that day was the arena
2: yeah i mean well damn right we're trying to take over the government (laughs) i mean (laughs) What what other alternatives do we have? You know, that's I mean, it's like our government is satanic. What do you want me to do? Mm. And so that's yeah, it was it was awesome. Everybody there was great American regular working people. But they Jared, were... everybody,
1: but Jared, everybody watching this who watches CNN, MSNBC, or even Fox News is has this word insurrection on the tip of their lips. They don't they. Right you know you are the bad guy the good guys damn
2: damn right it's an insurrection by the regular people against the oligarchs of course Mm -hmm. yeah it's an insurrection yeah sure you know what i mean (laughs) of course of course it is the powers that be see the thing is though one of us is a hypocrite and one Mm -hmm. of us isn't Mm -hmm. because supposedly this country was founded to empower the regular people Mm -hmm. to have sovereignty and to be the authority the authority mm. to come from the people, the consent of the governed. If that's mm. true, I'm right.
1: Mm. If that's not true, they're right. Mm. Right. So, you yeah because yeah because your point is they're not they're obviously not showing any uh, respect for or interest in the consent of the governed when they celebrate the destruction of property and the and the the. Uh, the,
3: the,
1: the collapse of cities like New York City and uh, Portland, Oregon, the complete utter destruction of these places, on the one hand, vi- the use of violence uh, for political reasons to destroy other people's property, on the one hand, and then this thing, which really, there's no way you can prove that the motivation of this group on January 6th was to destroy or take over you know, to violently destroy the... I mean, if they wanted to do that, they could have done it, right? The police stood down and everybody walked right into the Capitol building. They, But w- what was the most that happened? Some, when some gla- uh, panes of glass got broken and somebody stole a podium, right? Podiums
2: are really important. The podiums, <laughs> it's the podium's lives that matter, just so you know. Podium lives
1: matter. And when you say the government is evil, I mean, why is it, Jared, that we still take so seriously a a government that has spent my entire lifetime creating and then defending the right to kill babies in the womb and creating and defending this right to, uh, to all forms of sexuality outside of marriage. In fact, going so far as to create this fiction called that they call marriage, which has nothing to do with marriage, it's the opposite of marriage, where two men or two women or whatever. Why would, why would we take one syllable of a government like, like that, a government that allows that, why would we take that seriously? What? Why?
2: Because it gives us an excuse not to do anything. That's why we take it seriously. I mean, right? Boom. It gives, every, gives everybody Boom. an excuse not to do anything. That's why we, we eat it all up. That's so why we're slaves. We're already slaves. I mean, there's a, <laughs> we're already <laughs> slaves. We act like it. So we already are. It's not like it's coming. What's coming next is they're going to kill the slaves. That's what's yeah. coming next. Yeah, we already are slaves. Now yeah. they're going to kill us. How are they going to do it? They're going to starve you to death. How mm-hmm. did they do it in Russia in the 1920s, the Bolshevik Revolution? Guess what? This road's been traveled down
1: before. China. It's cultural China. revolution. Right? Uh, it's not new. Vietnam. Yeah. It's not new. It's, it's happened a lot in the 20, hundreds, hundred million, hundreds of millions have been killed by their own governments. But we, but, but Jared, it'll never happen here.
2: Well, here's the thing. Here's the message out of that. It's not the critic that counts, right? It's here's my, my beef is with my beef is with the people who, who just pontificate and say violence is evil and say, mm-hmm. you know, they're just not willing to do anything at all just because of their own moral perfection. And it's like, you know what? sometimes it's worth fighting for something, so yes, as a Christian, you are obligated to strive to be morally perfect, yes, right? That's you repent, God forgives you, and you keep going and you and you you wage the spiritual war against your sins. What I don't understand is how come that has to be different than waging an actual war if you're a if if you live in a country that you care about preserving and if you don't want everybody to starve to death uh, why do you care so much about your personal your personal salvation more than everybody else around you what's wrong with you you know maybe you should help these other people to just survive what's mm. you know what's helping your neighbor do you th- you know in the story of the the uh, where the guy with the where they got the good samaritan right what does he does he go over and does he say oh here jesus loves you see you later Does he go over? No, he just doesn't even preach to the guy. He just goes over, he picks the guy up, takes him to the hotel, bandages him up, tells the hotel owner, Look, take care of this dude. I'll be back later to settle up the bill. Cool, cool. See you later. He doesn't. Who cares? Who cares about their salvation at that point? Just do the right thing.
3: Love Love your neighbor.
2: Love your neighbor. Yeah. And loving your neighbor can be, you know what? I'm going to try. And maintain order around here somehow and so you don't have to starve to death and then that'll give you time to repent you know why don't we think like that like that'll give you give you more time before your death so that maybe you'll be able to turn your life around
1: and not go to hell we don't even we don't even reach out or know or think about our Physical neighbors anymore. We spend so much time on Facebook and on the screens, and and that's obviously what's being pushed here with this uh, scam demic is to further deepen the disconnect uh, between us and our physical neighbors. Um, the mask, for example, that I call it the face diaper. I listened to a video this morning that uh, brought tears to my eyes, talking about the effect of the mask on very young children, and the other thing that this commentator said, this mother of many cho- young children, was that the uh, what she's finding now as she goes shopping and as she's around other people who are wearing these diapers is that she's averting their eyes. At the beginning, you would look at their eyes. You know, you would, your gaze would be up at eye level and you'd look at their eyes. You couldn't see their mouth. And it was very difficult to understand because they're speaking through that diaper. And uh, but she said now. After a year of it, she's uh, finding herself looking at the ground all the time and averting people's eyes. And the reason, and I'm finding myself doing the same thing, is because uh, you, you're socially, it's, it's already awkward because of the diaper. Be, you can't see their mouth. You can't, a lot of communication happens with the whole face, with the expression, the smile, the frown, whatever it is. And, and two-thirds of the face is blocked by the diaper, and so communication becomes almost impossible. Real communi- real human communication becomes, let's just say, it becomes impossible. So, the uh, she was pointing out that after a year of this, and now Fauci's talking about two masks, wear two masks, and now now people like Pete Buttigieg are pr- proudly going to the inauguration of Joe Biden wearing two masks. He and his he and his uh, uh, you know partner. Well, he's wearing it he in the wrong spot he needs to run around his butthole mm, yeah there you go so um so what it, it, so now it's my turn to to for the, the the diaper is anyway i want to pivot from this i want to stop talking about that i want to talk about what we can do that why we have hope one of the reasons we have hope is because the fake book is losing It seems like they're winning. It feels like they're winning because people are lazy. They won't get off of Facebook, even though they know it's very toxic. But they also, uh, Jared, don't know that there's alternatives. Let's talk about that for a minute. I started an alternative called michaelheath.social. It's free. It works like Facebook, michaelheath.social. You can go there and create an account right now, username, password, and you're on there, and it's like Facebook, and you can start connecting with people who are like-minded. And talk a little bit about this. Uh, brand new technology that's emerging. We've you are uh, providing the service to at least two clients at this point, CoachDaveLive.social and Michaelheath.social. And while they're different uh, names, the the people who sign up can link with one another. Uh, even though you're in you're in different you can link with one another. So Talk with us a little bit about how the the inventors on the internet are rebuilding the internet from the bottom up.
2: Well, they're actually, in a sense, they're kind of going backwards in a way. They're going back to the 90s, kind of, in the way the internet used to be. Everybody had their own server. All these colleges had their own servers, and they would talk to each other in in the ways that they could figure out how to. So the new stuff that's coming out is using newer technology, but it's still... The idea is that you own your own data, right? So as banking collapses, you're going to want to own your own cash somehow. You're going to want to have your own assets uh, as the financial collapse comes, right? You're going to want to be ready to have your own stuff. So data, as the data collapse is happening right now, uh, you know, Trump getting kicked off Twitter. I mean, that's ridiculous. The president of the United States was removed from Twitter. And not only that, he wasn't elected, even though he was elected, which is ridiculous. Um, So the alternative is you own your data you run your own website type of thing you run your own social media platform that you have the moderation control over you have the ability to delete posts whatever to keep people around kick people out it's your server but that's that application is designed to talk to all the thousands of other social media servers too so that's called the fediverse it's a it's a method of communication. They use different protocols to talk to each other. So you can have your own server, but you're still very much part of a global community of people who can follow and talk to each other. So that's that's the next step with apps. So there's, there's chat apps that are coming out like this. Matrix chat is one of them using a matrix protocol. Um, there's video. PeerTube is a video that uh, YouTube alternative that's doing the same thing. You own it. You own it. You physically own it. You own your stuff. You run it out of a server out of your house. And the reason the, the reason that it makes sense is because it's connected globally through a digital roadway system that everybody has agreed to drive on.
1: Yeah. So for, for example, Jared, with Michael Heath dot social, which as I say, viewer, uh, you can go to right now and you can create an account for free and you can come in, you can see what it's all about. I, I created my terms of service this morning, you know, everybody, whenever they join one of these platforms, you get this multiple, you know, you scroll to the bottom of the, of the world and all kinds of legalese and nobody reads it. And then you click accept and then you, and then basically you become uh, the product that these platforms will at some point sell, you know, they're going to keep all your data. They're going to crawl your data with an algorithm and then they're going to monetize it. They're going to sell it to somebody. Well, I ain't I'm, I ain't never going to do that. So here's my terms of service. And this word, by the way, maybe may offend you, but it's but it is in the Bible. So number one, my terms of service, you're allowed to be an ass. And number two, don't be a criminal. And that's it. That's my terms of service. If you want to uh, comment, if you want to use Michael Heath, I ain't, I'm not going to throw you off. If you disagree with me, I want you to be on my platform. I want you to debate me. I want you to reason with me. I don't want your data. I'm going to I the only reason that I'm going to have your data is because I want to I want it preserved for you, not for me. I'm not going to monetize it. And so Jared, this new internet it, it provides brand new uh power and opportunity for people and it's pretty it's affordable, right? I mean, we're not talking millions of dollars here to to do this, right? No, I mean, you know, 10, 20 bucks a month. You can host your own server type
2: of thing. Depending on, you know, how, if you have thousands of people on there, yeah, it changes the game a bit, and you gotta pay some more. But then raise donations. You know, I mean, it's so, all... so,
1: yeah, so, so, so to 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 make this real to you, if you're watching this show, um, your church can have one called uh, Faith Baptist Church dot social, and then your town can have one ca- called Mount Airy and then the church down the street can have one called uh, called Church of the Nazarene dot social, and and this uh, your business the ice cream shop can have one, and then all of them can connect together. At the, at the at the at the they don't connect together at the level of the platform, right? It's not like the ice cream shop makes a deal with uh, the church to for them to 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 come together. That's not how it works. It it puts the power for connecting. And this is one of the most exciting aspects of this new internet. It puts the power for connecting, the opportunity for connecting at the level of the individual, doesn't it? Talk talk about that for a minute. Well, it's like cash, right? If you
2: have cash in your wallet, you don't have to ask the bank to give it to somebody. You just go and give it to them. It's more like that. You have your wallet of data, and then you choose what to do with it. And you can put it out. And then you can have other people in your wallet, other people's cash in your wallet, you know, they're in there, but you get to pick when and what you do with your data, when and what you do with your cash, you can burn your wallet for all you care and delete everything, whatever. It's up to you. That's, that's the idea. But then, you know, the risk is that you're now responsible for your data. You don't get to, you don't get to shove it off on Facebook and just complain about it. And so Oh, Facebook selling my data, oh oh dear, that's too bad. And then you keep posting your dumb pictures and all of your family history and everything up there. And you just, no, you're responsible. If things go wrong, it's your fault.
1: You know? uh, Spencer, go to JP on GameStop and go ahead and start that. Jared, I'm gonna have you comment on this. We're only gonna watch a few minutes. This is nine minutes long, but we're only gonna f- watch the first couple minutes. And then I'm gonna ask Jared to talk a little bit about this uh, GameStop controversy before we finish up at the top of the hour. Uh, go ahead, Spencer.
4: Give that to our friends at Robinhood. Tell me, we owe them one. Hi there, poor person. I'm here on Wall Street. Yeah, this is what a rich person looks like. Cool, huh? And I hope you can see me okay over all the piles of clutter you have in your trashy little home. I'm going to take a minute from manipulating the markets and putting all my clients' money at risk to make me money at no risk while they think I'm serving them to talk to you. Everybody owes us at Wall Street an apology. I'll get to why in a minute. But first, I'm sure you've heard about what's happening with the Wall Street hedge funds shorting stocks like GameStop, a Reddit group called Wall Street Bets organizing a short squeeze, and the app Robin Hood coming in to stand up for us at Wall Street in the face of the little guys trying to bully us. Now you've probably been acting like you understand what's going on with all the shorting, squeezing, and controversy, but because I sit here on my Wall Street perch, I know you don't really understand it because you're not very intelligent. So I'm gonna explain it to you. Now first, I'll be using words to explain it. Words are made up of letters which come from the alphabet. And I'll be saying them out loud because you probably don't know how to read either. So just do your best to follow along. The GameStop controversy okay, began when hedge fund managers. Pull
1: on- that. You can stop. Okay. So, so Jared, I mean JP here has captured the uh, reality of this issue. Right. This is a battle between the the obscenely rich and obscenely proud, and who who's on the other side of this battle?
2: Well, it's the same thing as the, the insurrection in Washington, D.C., right? It's the <laughs> yeah. same people. It's the same people who are, except it's the younger version of all those people. This is yeah. all the people who are doing creating things like Bitcoin and Monero and and Litecoin and Ethereum. All these people who are creating all this stuff are also trying to get involved and say, look, we want to play too. What's, what's this game you guys are playing up there? And the mm-hmm. oligarchs think they're untouchable. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of a chink in their armor we'll see what happens but this is sort of a chink in their armor like these hedge funds these billionaire hedge funds they just they they're supremely arrogant and it's kind of like i've been thinking about the quote with braveheart in the movie braveheart where they win one battle and then he goes back to the politicians and and they start quibbling with each other and then he turn, he shakes his head and he turns around and he, mel gibson starts walking out and they're like "Where where are you going and he turns around and he says you know we've won one battle but They'll come back. So we're gonna we're gonna, you know, what is it? We're gonna take it the fight to England. Mm-hmm. We'll 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 bring the fight to England. We'll invade England on their mm-hmm. own ground, you know. <laughs> and that's what's happening right now. These these Wall Street Bets guys are invading England. Mm. Right now, the hedge funds, the two thousand eight hedge funds, you know, they're trying to fight. This is like a direct continuation of the election fraud. Mm. I I view it. It's just another arena. It's another arena that they're fighting in, right? The mm-hmm. original politics through the fall, through all the fake politics and all the lies and the media and the manipulation. And now now we're fight- Now the battle has moved on to finance. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that, that's a huge underpinning of our economy. We're capitalist. So it's basically like religion. It's actually more important, so far more important than religion, according to the regular people. They don't care about religion. They do care about money. Mm. And so this is a real battle, and it's a really good battle between
1: David and Goliath in a sense. Mm. Um, and the the jury's still out on who's going to win this. It looks like the uh, what you'd expect, the, the politicians and the, the people who have the power, they're coming down on the side of the hedge funds. But um, it's kind of like the Donald Trump phenomenon. that There's tens of millions of people who are coming to understand this, and they're on the side of these little guys, aren't they? Yeah, there's lots of people. Even rich people are uh anybody who does anything with their yeah. life
2: anybody who's actually trying to do anything who's, like who's Elon in, Musk. It, yeah, in the arena, right? The people who right. are in
1: the arena. Yeah. These actually. people
2: yeah, they're actually trying Mark Cuban, you know, he's kind of an asshole from what I've heard, but they're trying to do they're these guys actually try and build companies and do stuff. And they're like, Yeah, let these guys trade. Mm-hmm. What what do you this is what you guys do all the time to the rich people. Mm-hmm. And then it's so now you get a little bit of competition from the regular folk and you got to shut them down. You got to do all kinds of illegal things and you got to its just like the election. You know, they got to cheat, lie, cheat and steal.
1: Oh, man, this has been so good. We're, we're out of time. I can't believe it. But let your friends know about this uh, Wisconsin Christian News live streams every weekend. I mean, I'm sorry, every Wednesday at three o'clock in the afternoon. I, have, I really want to say thank you to my son. I had to call on him at the very last minute today because of changes with the show and he uh, dropped everything. He had something else he was going to do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jared, for, for doing that. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Those of you who came into the studio audience, we're going to be back next week. We're going to be talking with Rob Pugh. He's going to be back with me. The two of us are going to do the show next week. We'll bring you up to speed on uh, the publisher of Wisconsin Christian news and WCNTV.net, WCN bring you up to speed on, on what's been going on in his life in January and uh, what his plans are for the immediate future. So you don't want to miss that. Share this with friends and family who you think could benefit from this perspective, this information. And uh, what a blessing it is to have this uh, mechanism to communicate. We're going to win, folks. We're going to win because we're able to do this. We're able to uh, reason together about the truth. They, they, they. I don't believe that the enemy is going to be able to shut this off. We're going to win this war. There's going to be a lot of battles. We're going to lose some battles. We're going to win some battles. In the end, I think we're going to win this war. They are not going to achieve their goal of making us slaves under a global communist tyranny. So be sure to tune in next week, wcntv.net, very easy to remember. And uh, it'll be great to see you and have a great week.